Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. New year, new problems, possibly, unless you got Mad Dog Manny Aurora, the man, the myth, the legend. Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law, pops by the BS twice a month if you have any questions for him. You can always leave it either on our social media. You can shoot us an email by going to our website, podcastthebs.com, or you can call our hotline and leave it there, 404-369-3825. Even possibly set up a one-on-one with you and Mad Dog Manny on the show. He's handled litigation in 19 states, represented many clients, including professional athletes, law enforcement agents, lawyers, and politicians, top 100 national trial lawyers he is the man mad dog manny aurora the aurora law firm.com the aurora law firm.com the a-r-o-r-a law firm.com did you know in 2022 19.86 percent of adults experienced a mental illness issue it's equivalent to nearly 50 million americans just under five percent are experiencing a severe mental illness So what does that tell you? That means maybe you, possibly your friends, maybe your family need some help. Sometimes it's hard to turn to the person right next to you and you need to find that neutral third party. Ridgeline Counseling, Dr. David Markwell and his therapist, they've been uh, with the BS for quite some time, a personal friend and the best at what he does. Markwell Therapy com works with children, adolescents, adults. They offer Spanish-speaking counseling services. They accept insurance, offer self-pay options. Three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta, right near the square, and McKaysville, outside of Blue Ridge. But you can always get to them virtually. MarkwellTherapy.com. If you or someone you know needs help, just reach out. MarkwellTherapy.com. We all got to have insurance, right? Or even possibly change insurance, which a lot of people don't know it's a thing and usually saves you a lot of cash. Sean Camp at Country Financial, he's the man. Looking for a new car, you're going to need insurance. You want to get a hold of Sean Camp. A new boat, a new motorcycle, buying a house, all these different things. Sean Camp at Country Financial is going to help you uh, with and walk you through. I wish that my mother would have talked to Sean Camp at Country Financial. She would have had comprehensive, and I wouldn't have had to bought her new windshield. All right, how do you get a hold of Sean? 678-519-9028. 678-519-9028. Make sure you say the BS sent you, right? Get a little extra special rubdown. Sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. You can shoot him an email. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It's your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is, episode 139 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissor Studio. Big thanks to Gorenstein and Watkins, your trial litigation attorneys. Need some personal injury help? 
wrongful death, contracts, transactions, landlord-tenant disputes, Gorenstein and Watkins, GWtrial.com. GWtrial.com. Nader Tater Vader Masturbator in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Are you still in Arizona post-Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm still in Arizona. Still in Arizona. We'll Mm-mm. talk more about the Super Bowl on Wednesday for okay. podcasting, recording, timing reasons. Well, I, I could also talk about the halftime show because it'll technically be after the Super Bowl. So if you guys have any questions, let me know. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, there in the Zelensky studios in Noonan, Georgia, the sweat rings on his cap, the BS hat, which looks just not great on you. Minus the sweat rings, there is the B-Man, Brandon Thrasher. Yeah, it almost looks custom. It almost made a perfect circle around it like they do with the bleach bleach stains. I got to tell you, I agree with you. I, I think I, I don't think it looks bad. I wouldn't have even known abstract. what it was. It's sweat is rings. It, He's a hard-working man. I think it's just another hat and you put a sticker on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's an OG, right? That's, that's yeah. It's just, that's you're out there busting your ass trying to sell your backflow company. Yep. Yep. My alternate hats and I wear them, you know, six months at a time and then I get a new one. So <laughs> this right. one might be going out soon. Well, if you need a new one, let me know. I got them in the back of my truck. We can meet up and I can throw one at your face. All right. All right. All right. Uh, in with uh, Mia here in the Golden Scissors studio. She's smart, salacious, vivacious. She's the D, Nikki D. Nikki D, that's me. That's you. Yes. Nikki D. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the uh, social media for a second <laughs> before we talk about Valentine's Day. All right. Mm. What the hell happened? It went from zero to 100 real quick. Yeah, that was like the most activity we've <laughs> ever had on our social media, which infuriates me. Absolutely infuriates me. I mean, I know um, I, I, I know that any, you know, comments are good or good comments, any interaction is good. But I'd rather you talk about the content and the stuff that we're doing, not the fact that we shortened the podcast. And the reason being, of course, it's not going to go over well with everyone. I get that. But just from what we are seeing is people, the majority uh, are not able to listen to the whole thing. That might not be you. But for the most part, the majority isn't. I'm not making this up. It's what I see numbers wise. And it shows how long people are listening. I mean, it's like I, I'm just not pulling this out of my ass, you know. Well, they feel like you are definitely pulling out of your ass, and they are not here for it. I saw people commenting, and and some guy even um, put my name in a comment from something I did on the radio show. And I'm like, who are you? I, I've never seen you comment in this group. Very angry. Very. <laughs> did you spell your name right? He did, yeah. Very angry. Not no, everybody. <laughs> I think it actually got better as more people started reading it. And people like there were some people that I know your names like I'm fans of yours because you're fans of ours, like to the point where you post all the time. One guy can be a little, you know, sometimes. But for the most part, I appreciate anybody that takes the time to post our social media and those that post often, you usually get a badge. So I'll get notifications that will say, you know, like this person was one of the first people to join and they're. You're not, they're not a moderator or administrator there or something, and they haven't posted in a couple days or something. And then I'll get notifications like, this, par- this person has reached this status. 
I don't know top if you, fan badges is what they call them. Right. I don't know if you guys get it or not, but uh, not you guys on the show, but the person that that's the yeah top they fan. get them. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I mean, that makes me feel good, right? Mm -hmm. So these people, I'm a fan of yours because of what you do for us. And and then when I see you make comments like, well, the in the interviews aren't interesting, and I just fast forward through them anyway, and I just want to hear them talk, and this and this, like, that's kind of it. And I get beat up for the stuff I say. Like, that's a real dick thing to say to somebody. That's like me going to your job and going, you know, I, I know you uh, you have an electrical company. I, I just don't really come to you for the electrical stuff because you, you, it's not very good, to be honest with you. I come here because your coffee is actually not that bad. <laughs> like, why would you say something like that? Either just don't say something. I didn't ask your opinion on the interviews. That, that's what this podcast was originally supposed to be after we we picked it up from the black cloud and that's what I always wanted. And I've said that from day one, I've always wanted just long form interviews that I could never do on the radio, even in, in talk radio. I want to be able to sit there with somebody for an hour if need be and, and shoot the shit and, and talk about every little thing because you can get more out of the guest. I'm all about the story. I don't care who it is, right? I don't care who I'm talking to. It's about the story. Um, it could be a celebrity. It could be a non-celebrity. Usually the non-celebrities have the better stories. Yep, the most interesting stories and things that's going on that you want to hear about. The thing that I saw somebody say But I'm that, not saying anything that I've not said before. That's the thing, you know. Yeah, but I, I don't know. The thing that I saw that was the, the most offensive, I think, to me, was a guy was like, um, basically like, we pay y'all salary, so you need to take what we say and do what we say. And I was like... Dang, that's crazy that people think like that. This is a podcast. Yes, we have subscribers. We love that we have subscribers. But to say, because I'm a subscriber, you guys better do how I want you to do it or else. Like, that's how he worded it and verbiaged it. And I was like, oh, God. And then I saw your response. <laughs> what, did I, what did I say? I, I commented a couple times. You did. Hold on, because I screenshotted this particular one because I was like, oh, Jason, don't give up. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was like that on the radio show, too. It was like if we took a couple days off, even though we were putting on a four-hour show five days a week all all year round, <laughs> you know, people will get upset. But, you know, they'll watch a, a Netflix show that puts out eight episodes every two years. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is a great show. You know, no, yes. no issues here. So it's the same thing with this is like most podcasts put out one, maybe two, whatever episodes a week. We've been putting out, you know, five, six, seven for, you know, over a year. So, oh, cut us some slack. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's a good point. So let me pull this up. Some of these. Uh, so we, you know, in, in the in our Spotify 2022 wrapped, one of the uh, statistics was you created over 38,000 minutes of new content. That's more than 99% of other creators in the comedy category. Okay, it's not because we're that great. Okay, it has nothing to do with that. It means that we've just been pumping out so much content. Mm -hmm. That's more than, let me say that again. That's more than 99% of the other creators in the comedy category. There are over, I believe, 400 million subscribers to Spotify and over a million podcasts that exist. Not saying that they're all on Spotify, but a lot of them are because Spotify is like a service that pumps out podcasts. 
And we are in the upper echelon of that. Why is that? Because of exactly what Nate just said. Most podcasts are once a week, if you're lucky, right? That's all they do. And this podcast is going to go through some changes. And there's reasons for these changes that I'll tell you about at a later date. This podcast has already gone through numerous changes, you know, but just don't be a dick about it. Like if you enjoy what we're doing and you've supported the project from day one and you know us, maybe personally even know us, um, then you'll understand and you'll support the cause, right? I mean, like I don't go after every subscriber that drops off and I know who you are and go, wow, you're an asshole. I just assume that either you don't, want to, you don't want to pay anymore for whatever reason. You don't like the content. You don't have the money, your credit card, whatever the case may be, it's fine. You know, but I don't go after you. I could, I've got your email address, but that's, that's like a dick thing to do. Yep. And I think it's very simple. What did I say? Oh, I'm still trying to look. I thought I screenshotted that one, but I screenshotted a different one. I screenshotted the piss poor one. (laughs) (laughs) He said, it's a piss poor way for you to respond. And you said, um, Okay, sorry. Wasn't intended to be piss poor. It wasn't. It really wasn't. How would wasn't. you have wanted me to respond? He's <laughs> 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 not with it today. Well, yeah, leave him alone. What is wrong with y'all? <laughs> well, it, 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 so when I responded, I, I, I didn't think about it. I just wrote it. Because in that, in that group, in that Facebook group, I feel like I can talk to you like we're friends. You know, so I should be able to not give you a, which is not my style anyway, give you this politically correct bullshit response back to whatever, you know, I'm sorry for your inconvenience. And if I did that, I think I should get beat up. But instead, I think I, I replied with, ha, well, you guys are in for a surprise because you right. know, down the road or something like that, because there is something coming up. Very exciting. And it's good for all of us, right? Um, including you, the listener. So, like, just be patient and understand that there's reasons behind this. So, like, there's a lot of things that are going into this. And I've, I've been busting my ass behind the scenes for over a year on this podcast. I'm taking this kind of personal because you have no idea the work that goes into what we have been able to accomplish over this past year. Absolutely. No other podcasts are putting on parties like we did with the fucking Verve Pipe. Okay. No, but no other podcast is forking out the money that I forked out for that party. Just they're not doing it. They're not digging into their own pockets to get merchandise and to get a national band and to get all these different things just for you. And I promise you, I didn't make money off of that event. (laughs) Uh, If anything, I lost money off of that event. Right. But it was something that I wanted to do, not only for myself, because I'd always wanted to book a national band, but I wanted to do it for for the show. Like, because I really am appreciative of what you guys have been able to do uh, for us in this podcast because of what we've been able to do for you. Absolutely. So I I, I guess I did kind of take, and I usually don't take stuff like that personally. I I mean, you had every right to, though, because they they was going for your neck. Well, our neck. I shouldn't say your neck. They were going for our neck. These comments have the most numbers by them that I've seen in months. 61, 57. I was like, what is going on? 
I didn't think it was that that big. We had more comments about people being flat earthers on there. <laughs> oh, that is true. <laughs> yeah, that one did we've, go crazy. We've had a good run the last 30 days on content on our social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start blaming it on Brandon every time. You know, and Brandon doesn't say a thing. And there are people on there going, I would like another Clueless 2 podcast. <laughs> sure, me too. Go at it. Have fun with it. <laughs> But, but Brandon doesn't have time for it in his defense. He's still got a business to run. and he's yeah, still someone behind the business and we'll record all the time. Someone do that right now. <laughs> but even if you were to do that, people think that if you do a podcast, you're automatically making tons of money, if any money. And, and that's not the case. There's no money in podcasting unless you are proactive and go out and get sponsors and or subscribers. There's just no money in it. Most people that do podcasts aren't making a dime. Unless you're a celebrity, then you automatically have a built-in fan base. Then national brands are going to be like mm-hmm. Zach Myers from Shinedown, the lead guitarist from arguably one of the biggest rock bands that exists right now, was doing a podcast for fun. And the only reason he took a sponsor was because he used the product anyway. And he was like, why not? You don't have to pay me. Just give me free product. And he talked about it on our show. Most people do podcasts as a passion project and not saying that's not what we're doing, but we're doing it because this past year we had to survive. Nate can't get a job in Mexico. You know, (laughs) I only thing I know how to do is radio is talk behind this microphone. I obviously did not have a job in radio. Nikki. Now she's got another job. She's not thrilled with it. She'd much rather be doing this. (laughs) I'm there though. Helping one customer at a time check in. What do you want? <laughs> I tell you, if you ever get, if you know Nikki and you have her phone number, set up an appointment just to be on hold and listen while she deals with the people at this hotel. It's hilarious. You don't know if she's talking to you or yelling at you or yelling at them. You'll hear like the footsteps of the guests come down and come up to the desk and you can just imagine like she's wearing like a little scarf or something. She's got a little name tag and they, they come up and they're like, what? You were just here. <laughs> Another key? Really? <laughs> Did you lose it? No, it's, it's not magnetized. It's not working. Oh, sure. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> this guy comes every morning and asks me for a new key. And I'm I'm like, why do you ask me every morning for a key? He's like, joking, well, because okay. I, I'd be afraid it won't work. I said, it's going to work. <laughs> See, that's what, it's got, stop asking me. Does he live there? <laughs> well, they be trying to live there. You thought the way that I responded on social media was bad. Mess with her. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's hilarious. I, I don't respond to them most of the time on social media. <laughs> so look, uh, let's move on. But here, here's the deal is, is I love you all very, very much. I really, really do. And I am so appreciative of everything that you guys have done. And, and maybe I should have said things differently. Who knows? It's story of my life, but I didn't, it is what it is. I'm not going to delete the comments. Um, there are a couple of you that kind of pissed me off to be honest with you. I mean, this is what I do for a living. This is what we do for a living. And when you come at it, and you supposedly are a fan, whether you're a subscriber or not, and you make comments like some of the comments that were made, you know, I'm going to probably tell you to go fuck yourself. I mean, it's just rude, right? Why can't I be rude if you started out being rude, right? I mean, that's kind of the game. So, you know, 
if if you don't like it, you, you know, just like a radio show or a television show, you don't have to watch it. You don't have to listen to it. You can unsubscribe if you're a subscriber and you're like, what am I getting? You know, why am I paying this money? You know, if you, if you don't feel like you're getting your money's worth, spend it somewhere else. I, I don't, it's fine, right? But just don't be a dick on our social media. That's, that's all I ask. You know, I, th- I think that we've, in this past year plus, done everything to super serve you guys. And this has been a work in, 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 pro- in process, right? Yep. It, like, we've changed it numerous times. We've added, we've subtracted, you know, we've taken away. We, we started out with just Nate and I doing the black cloud. And that was it. And then look at where we've come. But now we have to scale it back because we even found out before we scaled it back that we were doing too much, which sounds crazy. Trust me, in my mind, my whole goal for this thing was to create this network of numerous podcasts that would give you so much content you wouldn't know what to do. Your head would spin. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I thought that was a good idea. But it didn't pan out the way that I thought it was going to pan out. I thought it would be, it you'd be, people would be like, oh, this is, I don't need to go anywhere else. This is a network. It's got everyone, you know, when Brandy was on, when uh, Nikki, you had yours. And, yeah. you know, there were some other people reached out to me that wanted to put their podcast on and help me out, help, help me help them with their podcast. But they wanted me to do it for free. Oh, okay. They wanted me to produce it, host it, all this stuff for free. Because for some reason, people think this is easy. And like the, the hardest thing about it is it's time consuming. Yep. We do have other things in our lives. Nikki's got to yell at people at a hotel. <laughs> Nate's got to get a tan. Brandon's got to figure out how to make money and sell his company and, 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 and hustle people. You know, I mean, we all got shit to do. I got I to gotta try to get some tennis in before, before it rains. I got to try to get some tennis in. And it's about to rain too. I know. Woo. It always does. So anyway, love you guys. I really, really do. It's just don't be a dick. That's all. Yeah, just listen to the show and, and like what you like. And like what you like. You like know, what you like. Like what you like. Nate, do you have anything to add to this or no? No, I, I agree with what y'all said. Okay. <laughs> Nate's like, People like reruns. Just, just start back over. You'll have plenty of content. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure y'all didn't listen to all my episodes. They're funny. Uh, I, you know what's funny about the, the rerun comment, Brandon, is like like Nate kind of alluded to it in radio, people hate it when we did best of. Mm-hmm. Just despised it. And the radio industry despises best of as well. You know, they always want live radio. There's some truth to that. I agree with it. You know, if done properly, you just can't. I've never been a fan of just rotating hosts for a branded show. You know, they tried to do that uh Uh, with me here in Atlanta with the the old afternoon guy and I knew it was coming. And at the time we had heat. So obviously I wasn't a fan because I knew that there was an ulterior motive behind the whole thing and, and nobody would admit it. And they waited till I got to the airport. I was flying out to New York to host the tennis tournament before they, they, they told me what I already knew. And I told him, I said, you know, I go, I, I, I was, I thought I was fired that day because I was on the phone with the, 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 the brass. And I said, hey, if you do this, go fuck yourself. And, and I'm not showing up when I get back. I'm Whoa. done. I mean, I literally just laid it out. It's like, if, I go, if you think this is the fucking most professional way to do this, go fuck yourself. And I was furious. Fur- like to the point where airport security had to come up to me and say, sir, could you take your conversation over here? Whoa, you was yelling? I was screaming. See, I forgot how angry it used to be. It's been a year of you not being too angry, but yeah, you used to be real, real angry. 
Well, I had every right to be angry that day, every right to be angry. And so um, there's some truth to that. And I even told him, I was like, if I came to you guys a month prior, if not long, if not longer, and I said, hey, if you guys want to do this, let me know so I can set it up. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a cool transition. So the content that is produced that week isn't consumed with, oh, is this person taking this person's job? Because listeners love that shit. Right. So if you're able to kind of nix it before it happens, then you can actually put out some good content and, and entertain people. And that's what we're supposed to do. Right. So there's some truth to have. And I ended up winning that, that battle, by the way, more ways than one. So there's some truth to always having a live a live body in there because you never know that's that's what radio has over every other medium, you know, and that's why radio will never die because it's the live factor. If you allow radio to be live, right. You know, there's a lot of voice tracking that goes on, but Mm -hmm. for morning drive, afternoon drive, usually those are live bodies, right? right? Your live bodies. And if there's some kind of, you know, there's a Chinese spy balloon that just shows up at five o'clock in the breaking news, breaking news. There's nothing better as a radio personality and or a listener to be a part of something like that. And I've right. been a part of that numerous times. It's a very, very cool feeling, you know, but the other side of that, it's weird that even though radio hates reruns, like our former station, they're building a station off of reruns from not last year, 30 years ago, which is crazy. Like I, that blows my mind because I know the mindset of the people behind the scenes and they don't subscribe to that theory. So that just goes to show that they're even more full of shit than I thought they were before, you know? So it's, it's, if done properly, you know, maybe they're doing it properly. I don't know. I hope they are. Wish them luck. Then it can work. Right. Right. But people hate it when we did it. All podcasts are best of. Because they're all recorded. Yep, they're all recorded. Every single damn one of them. Mm-hmm. You know? So, no. Mm. Pamela Anderson yeah. texted. It is weird later. how... Sorry. Just it is weird how people will, will watch reruns of TV shows, but they don't want to listen to reruns of radio shows. <laughs> well, I've said that for years, too, because there's always, the, like, if you get a talent coach or somebody that thinks they know everything, you know, and they come in and they tell you, they're like, well, you know, what Letterman did, you know, Letterman, it was a rerun the last two weeks. He's been on vacation, you know, but they always want to compare radio morning shows to late night television. You do understand they have 36 people that write for that show. You understand? You, you do understand that it's an hour and a half and they record in the afternoon and it's already pre-planned where they have a national rock band that performs they have guests already. Li- I mean, you understand that there's, it's not a three person operation like we have right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you do, you do understand that the host of those late night Letterman doesn't have to go to his boss. If he even has a boss, Les Moonves at the time and say, Hey, can I get $20 to give away? He doesn't have to do that. <laughs> and he sure the hell doesn't have to ask his permission. If he wants to give away $20. Nope. You know, so stop doing the comparisons with television and late night TV. Drives me insane. Sorry, I was just reading a text. Pamela Anderson texting Tommy Lee tells him he's her. One true love. One true love. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen the the Pammy and Tommy on Hulu? No, I didn't watch it. Mm. Saw a couple episodes. Seth Rogen was pretty funny in it. No, this is a different one. Oh, a different one. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I think. 
No, you're right. That's the one on Hulu. I'm talking about the one. Oh, on you're talking about the, the one that Pamela just put out on Netflix? Yes. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, I'm, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, and I haven't seen that. I scrolled past it the other day. I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's actually pretty good. It's it's not bad, but I got to tell you, when I watched it, um, it's weird. Were you, how old were you guys when the sex tape came out? Was it a thing for you? No. No. Nate? What year was it? 96? Yeah, I was, I was in negative the, three. I was in the eighth grade. Okay. I, I, do you want to check on that year? Okay. I want to say it was 96. Yeah, I'm looking. 95. Damn, so close. I was in the 7th grade. All right, Nate, so that wasn't a thing for you either, probably? Oh, no, it was. I was 13. Oh, it was a thing for you. So, yeah. And have you seen this this Pamela thing? No, I haven't seen any of them. I got to tell you, when I watched it and they covered the the videotape, it didn't bother me with the one Brandon was talking about, the Pamela and Tommy thing on Hulu. Um, but it made me think about that documentary. For some reason, I don't know why all this Pammy, Tamala Anderson, Pamela, Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee stuff's going on. But after watching the Pamela documentary on Netflix, I felt guilty being a part of watching that video. Why? Because I, I, I didn't know this. Because it, it wasn't my place to watch it. It was stolen. It was their own private moment. Like, it destroyed their lives or her life. Not somebody really stole the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know it was stolen. You know, like Kim Kardashian, everybody says their stuff stolen and leaked, but it'd be a lie. No, there's. But then one. they promote. But then they promoted it. Like <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad about it. They put it out there even more. So, but do you know the story behind it? Yeah, yeah. We talked about it when that first documentary came out a few months ago. Well, they didn't promote it. What they had to do was they signed the rights over to it. Um. Because to the to the internet, that was when the start of the webcam girls became a thing, and internet porn started to become a thing. So there was a guy, I think he was based out of Seattle, a young guy that started this company that rose to to be whatever that entertainment group was that that ended up purchasing it. But they were, and I don't know if they even took money for it. They signed the rights over because it was already out. And, and I, again, I don't remember the whole reason behind it, but it was stolen and they had no control over it. Like the guy said, he goes, it's mine. Your options are this. You can take this money and sign the rights over. Like there were no other options because for some reason that, that, that even though it was stolen, they couldn't get it back because it was already on the Internet. It was out and they couldn't take it off. But why couldn't they do something to the person who stole it if he came and then asked them for money for it? So that's the other thing is that in the Pamela documentary, they say they never knew who the guy was that stole it. But in the Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee documentary, it's all about the guy who stole it. That doesn't make any sense. He was a contractor working on the house. Yeah, that Tommy Lee pissed off because he was an arrogant prick. And he kept wanting to change shit. (laughs) Yeah, and he didn't even want to pay him. And it was all over like $8,000. And the guy broke into his garage and stole his safe where he had like guns and stuff. And he figured that uh, the drugs and the guns in the safe would, you know, just be a kind of a fuck you to you, you know, Tommy Lee. And then he could sell them and, and recoup some of his money. And like the last thing he found in the safe was this little tape, this eight millimeter recorder tape. And he starts playing it and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> what do I do with this? 
and no entertainment group wanted, no production company wanted to take it because he didn't have um, uh, paperwork saying that, you know, he could sell it. So that's, again, when the internet started to become a thing and he goes online, you know, and, he, and starts seeing the internet porn and he goes, I can just release it on my own by just building a website and selling it that way. And that's what he did. Yeah, the person who stole the tape, they did an interview with Rolling Stones in 2014. I could have swore on the Pamela documentary. <laughs> she says, like, we really never knew who the guy was. Says his name is Gaithier. And he says they put the tape in and they were like, cha-ching, dollar signs flew before our eyes. Yeah. So I'm like, they know who did it. I don't, I'm, I want to really look into this now and see, like, why couldn't they do anything to this person? So well, it says that the tape made $77 million. Um, I can't find out how much they actually got from it, but they also each got like almost a million dollars in court for not for the tape, just for the agreement that they had made with the 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 porn guy. Um, they like he like broke their contract or something like that. So oh. they made a lot of money off of it. And I don't think their lives are that terrible. They're all pretty famous and, and very wealthy because of it. Pamela Anderson's not as wealthy as you think she is. Oh, I bet she is. Well, if you watch this documentary, she lives with her mom back in Canada. And she only gets like $400 a month in residuals from Baywatch. Sheesh. <laughs> I'm surprised they even get that. Uh, so she she uh, has a net worth of $20 million. That's what that says. That's very rarely correct. I mean, not saying yeah, that but, she, but if it's somebody that you want to know the money for, you'll take that as Bible. So just because you don't think she has any money doesn't mean that this isn't correct. No, I don't. Anytime I see that, that's why I asked that question to Bully Ray, you know, because of what Google said he's worth. And I know how much he's worth. And what he said he's worth was significantly less than what Google said he was worth. That's never accurate. That damn thing's never accurate. I'm not saying it's not close. And I'm not saying she doesn't have a million dollars or even five million dollars. But she's not like... 100 million plus. I mean, she doesn't. Oh, yeah. She, no. doesn't, she doesn't have crazy, crazy money. Uh, you know, uh, but you wonder why all this stuff with Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lisa. Is it like a Valentine's Day thing with tomorrow being Valentine's Day? Is it is that that's her true love? Because in this the Netflix one, that's all she talks about is like they go through old videos and how much she loved him. And and this and Tommy Lee's married. His new wife is probably like, what the shit? Why is this? Why is this one? And, and and to be fair, you know, Pamela Anderson was a just stunning woman in her prime when she did Playboy and she was on Baywatch and all she wanted to do was be an actress. And then the porn thing came out and, you know, it all went to shit. I think that she might have a resurgence in her career because of this stuff. She still, to me, is very attractive, even at I mean, she's had a lot of work done. But to me, she's still a very attractive woman. And, and I hope that she does have a resurgence. You know, they talk, they show her being in, uh, on Broadway. I think it was more off-Broadway, but whatever. You know, she did that. She did a bang-up job on, on those types of things. But I'm wondering if, like, she put all this together. And she's like, if I do it around Valentine's Day, I can get Tommy Lee, the father of my children, to break up with his wife. That would be the perfect Valentine's love story. But this started like last year with all these documentaries I know. coming out. Talk about a pre-planner. Yeah, this started <laughs> last year. I, I, I just thought it's because they're doing all these documentaries now, just random celebrities and things that happen in their life. So I just figured these were the next two people up in line. She's going to send him something. 
She's gonna send him. She's gonna send him chocolates. Well, I don't know. Now with this new TMZ thing popping up about her saying he's her one true love, now that's suspicious. Yeah. And he's married. Yeah. Well, he's getting a, getting back in the news, and aren't they going on tour again? Molly Crow, yeah. 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 But Tommy Maybe, Lee, you know, he usually doesn't have anything to do with this stuff. He didn't have anything to do with neither one of them had anything to do with the Hulu uh docuseries. And um Tommy Lee didn't have anything to do with the Pamela Anderson one. So I don't think he needs this stuff to promote the tour. And they, they've got a they've got enough promotion around uh, with Johnny Five taking over for Mick Mars. So, and Vince Neil still can't sing the songs. <laughs> it looked a lot better last picture I saw. Who Vince? Yeah, yeah. not as fat. Uh, did you see him at Coachella? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to stop doing the songs by himself. He needs to have the other fellas up there with him because it's bad. He it's just, still like every third word he sings. Every third word. And I love Vince Neil and I love Motley Crue. I really, really do. Uh, the problem with bands that big and that great are you remember them for when they were in their prime. And the crazy thing about that band is Tommy Lee looks like he's still in his prime. Uh, Nikki Six looks like he's still in his prime. They, Mick Mars did not, of course, for health reasons. But now they got a younger guy with Johnny Five in there. And Vince Neil's the only oddball out that, like, let himself go to shit. <laughs> He's you. You don't sur. You don't surround. You want to surround yourself with people at the same aging level, right? Not people that are aging backwards. Tommy Lee and Nikki Six are aging backwards. <laughs> Vince Neil is fast forward at like a president times ten on steroids. You know, <laughs> don't do that. So I don't know. Maybe they'll get back together. Tomorrow's a big day. You got a Valentine uh, tomorrow, Nikki Day. You got no. You, I tell y'all this every year. Valentine's is not my thing. I don't really celebrate it. Well, it's not your thing because you don't have anybody in your life. No, it's not. I stopped celebrating Valentine's Day in freaking two thousand and eight. No, seven something like that. All that right. was it for me. Nate, are you going to be able to do something with your lovey? Yeah, well, I I get back tomorrow, so we're not probably doing it much, but then we fly to Mexico City the next day, uh, kind of for like Alexis's birthday. So it's kind of like a Valentine's Day birthday trip. Nice. I like that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah, we're going to see the butterfly migration because she loves butterflies. Okay. To most people, they're like, what? <laughs> I'm in. Okay. It's all about the experience, right? Because you've never seen the butterfly migration before, correct? Right. Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. wait till we get into our bonus content uh, on this episode and tell you about the places we're going to stop on our road trip. Oh, Ooh, you guys seen okay. butterflies too? First, first off, I got to tell you about the road trip that we're going to take. And <laughs> second off, we went on that road trippers website and we put these waypoints in. And I even paid the extra couple dollars. So you said you were going to have to pay extra money too. Yeah, you yeah, were right. It, it's free. Here's <laughs> where they get you. You get seven free waypoints. Oh. But when that. you're traveling where I'm traveling, you have that much space in between your dots. You need more than seven waypoints. <laughs> <laughs> and your start and your finish are counted as two. So you really you only have five waypoints to go in between. Okay. So you got to pay the extra 30 bucks, but they give you 20% off. Oh, 30 bucks. Yeah, 30 bucks. Dang, I thought you were going to say you had to pay like $10. No, we'll talk about in the bonus content. Yeah. Brandon, uh, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably just be working, you know. I mean, today's my dad's birthday, though. He was almost a Valentine's baby. Yeah, you oh, get, nice. You Happy get, birthday, Dad. Do you get your dad something for Valentine's Day? No, on his birthday. Yeah. Did guys, you give him something for his four. birthday? 
Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I usually get like drills and shit like that. <laughs> so drills and Valentine's Day chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So what'd you get them this time? Drill. Uh, I got like a new router for that's, wood. That's nice. A router yeah, like for woodwork. wood? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we're thinking of Wi-Fi. Like that's what I thought he was talking about Wi-Fi. What is I wish you would have told me that because I would have sold you mine. Mine's brand new. I can't figure it out. What? You don't know how to work a router? So want a handheld one or is it like one on a uh, a bench? It's, 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 you can use it as a handheld, but it's big enough to, it's got locks in it to put on a bench. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they're not too hard to use. They're basically just like an upside down Dremel. Yeah, I I know I've used them before. I can't figure for the life of me. I can't I can't figure it out. I can't figure out how to put the bits in it. I I just I couldn't. I couldn't. It was it was actually a prize for my neighbor for Christmas one year, and it comes with all the stuff. And and I was using it. The only time I ever used it when was I made the sign for Paradise City, and I was like I purposely made the sign to use the router because I wanted to, I'd, I'd never done it before. So I was routing in the middle of the four by four so I could slide the sign up in it, you know, like the pros did, yeah. you know, it kind of worked, you know, <laughs> it kind of worked. It was a little bit more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Um, I haven't decided what, uh, still, I haven't figured out what I'm getting the girls. I don't know. What? You're normally prize king. You already got it all purchased, figured out, wrapped. Well, here's the thing is, I, I, I know where it's at if I want to get that. You know where it's at. But I don't know if it's enough. But I think it is. It is. You guys give each other everything. Y'all already have everything. It's enough. We don't have everything. Yeah, just, you just have go everything. out for dinner. <laughs> I mean, it's enough. Whatever <laughs> it is, go pick it up. Okay. Go out to dinner. It's enough. So the dinner thing is actually really cool because I, I, I said, where do you want to go out to dinner? You know, the girls, where do you want to go out to dinner? So we were like, we're going to go to Rumi's. We love Rumi's Kitchen. I've never been there. Y'all, oh. I heard y'all talk about that the last time, and I said, I'm going to try to go before I leave. Mediterranean. Check it out. Mediterranean food. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, the uh, Chilean sea bass is the best Chilean sea bass you'll ever have. Rumi's. Best, best, best Chilean sea bass. It's a little on the pricey side, but the atmosphere is good. The, the st- wait staff's good. Everything's great. Okay. They make good drinks, so on and so forth. Well, they were booked up. When I tried to make reservations, both oh. locations. So I said to Rach, I go, you know, what do you want to do? It's whatever, wherever you want to go, I'll figure it out. I'll make it. But Rumi's is, is off, off the, off the, off the list. And she goes, well, it is Tuesday. Tacos. Tacos. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I was like, well, I don't need to make a reservation for that. Cause <laughs> nobody on Valentine's day is going to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> not a problem <laughs> and we got it we got a new place that we like to go to it's authentic mexican food it's is uh, the salsa good the salsa is homemade it's amazing Ugh. it's a little hole in the wall place it is so so good and i was like don't have to make reservations perfect and cheap i want to go i'm going to go to a mexican restaurant and ask them why they make salsa because they don't make salsa in mexico they don't. Well, they don't because we have American Mexicans, and they also don't use cheese in Mexico on anything, right? Yeah, at least, at least well, not in our part anyway. I think some other states they do, but yeah, yeah, that's not really, especially no salsa, salsa. That's not really a thing. No lettuce, <laughs> no tomatoes. <laughs> Brandon goes to this Mexican restaurant all the time. He's like buddies with them now. Oh, El Charo. Yeah, El Charo. yeah, they're pretty good. So he was a good deal on beer, and you know, sometimes free beer. So, so here's 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 what I'm thinking. I'm going to get them. Okay. Okay. 
listening. Shoes. Red bottoms? No. What kind of shoes? Like my on clouds. Like what? These, my on clouds. They don't want those. Why Your do you old think man they want shoes? Those? those are not old man shoes. Those are very expensive, very comfortable, very trendy, very cool shoes. Are they going to be working out in them or something? You can do whatever you like in them. You can, they're actually, I think the on clouds were, and Hoka's as well, were made. Now, Hoka's, I'll give you the old man shoes. Hoka's are like the, the step above, like, bright new balances. I'll give you that one. But on clouds are not. What color? That's the thing. I got to figure out what color to get them. So I was thinking like uh, uh, a periwinkle for Rach, like a purple. That's cute. I like that color. She made a comment. Does she that, have stuff to wear it with. Well, th- there's an outfit I'm gonna I'm gonna buy with it. Okay. So, and then there was like that. She said at the gym the other day. She was like, I just want all white. But I was like, I can't get you all white sneakers for Valentine's Day. That just sounds boring. And they're gonna get dirty fast. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get you what you wanted for Valentine's Day. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you some shoes that you don't need, that you don't want, and that's you're, you're gonna have it. <laughs> well, you always need shoes. I mean, you can you never have enough pair of shoes. No, you can't have too many shoes. Yeah, I have wanted, a lot of stuff. shoes. <laughs> no, you need you need a bunch of different shoes. I I'm a uh, I agree with Dill. I don't even have room for all the shoes I have. And there was going to be I was going to get bees. You know, same pair, not the same pair, but same the type same of, type of shoe. What yeah. color? Like there was like a um, like a like a fun green and gray. I was going to do or a blue. She's not a big pink girl. She's like more of a light blue girl. My daughter, too. I don't know. Girls like blue now. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It's a thing. And boys like pink. It's a thing. <laughs> Fucking world we live in. Weird as shit. Let me look these shoes again. There, there was a guy at the, uh, at the gym the other day. Just pretty big guy in good shape. And he was wearing those, I cannot stand short shorts. I cannot. I know that they're like, it's still for some reason a fashion thing. I cannot stand when guys wear like those, I think they're like eight, that's eight inch shorts. Drives me insane. And this guy's wearing bright pink shorts and like this bright blue t-shirt. And, you know, your mind obviously goes someplace to the first, but I'm sitting there going, and this guy's working out hard and he's, 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 he's a beast. He's got size to him. And Rach says, uh, Rach says, I like that guy's shorts. And I looked at her and I said, what you're telling me is you want me to wear those shorts. <laughs> what she was telling you she exactly was simply she was saying me. she liked his shorts she was feeling me out with this uh she was feeling me out for a prize for valentine's day i know that's what she was doing so i'm probably gonna get pink shorts for valentine's day a real quick this is kind of on topic but off topic but i was in mcdonald's the other day and there was this older um black guy standing at the counter waiting for his food and the guy who was in front of me was this young guy with them little shorts on that you speak of and he had like some um pink slides he had on and he had a pink purse and he's all up there you know flailing ordering his food and and so the guy is not even trying to be discreet he's just staring at him like what is going on with you men now? Like I can just see him. I can see him. I can like hear his grandpa voice. He was just so upset with this with this boy in front of me. So then from the back counter, a worker comes out. He's gay too. Of course he got on his uniform, but you know, he's, his eyebrows look better than mine. He came out kind of like twitching. The guy looks at him and 
I just bust out laughing because I can't hold it in. <laughs> so he looks at me looking at him so disgusted and he just kind of like tucks his head and, and he's not embarrassed, but he's like, I didn't know anybody was paying attention to me. I, I, look, I don't care what other people wear. I don't care what your sexuality is. I just knew what my wife was thinking. That she was going to buy those shorts for me. That's all I'm saying. She won't buy them. <laughs> Don't take it the wrong way. I mean, this guy were flaming gay and wanted to wear pink shorts and a damn net tank top. I don't give a damn. I just don't want my wife to look at the outfit and go, huh, I like that net tank top and those pink shorts. Because I know what she's thinking. <laughs> she's trying to dress me. Uh, have you ever gotten a Valentine's Day press? I have. Yeah. Best one? Uh, best one I received? 12 inches. Probably my Pandora jewelry. I love Pandora. Yeah, Pandora is good. Yeah, so my Pandora jewelry is probably the best gift I've gotten Valentine's Day. Yeah. What, what happened to that guy? Um, he lost it. He's still around. <laughs> <laughs> he's still around. He's still around? Yeah. You still uh, see him? Yeah, I still see him. Still comes over? Mm-hmm, from time to time. Yeah, still. Every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> That's the trick to Nikki's heart. Get her some Pandora jewelry. <laughs> You'll be in for a while. Ching, ching. Nate, do you have any favorite Valentine's Day prizes you ever got? Nah, not really. The one I always remember is like when I was in sixth grade and it was like my first girlfriend and we were trying to, you know, with like yeah. that first gift that you're trying to get somebody in elementary school. And, uh, and I got her, God, I can't remember. It was like a, it was like the Atlantis Morissette CD. Yeah. And I think she got, she got me some like silk boxers that were black with red hearts on them. And I'm like in sixth grade. I'm like, Whoa, what's going on lady? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> she gave it to me on the bus. <laughs> Brandon, you ever got anything good? Uh, it's usually just like shoes and a hoodie. But I remember one time it was Valentine's day in like fifth grade or something. And this girl, I was like, you know, dating or whatever you want to call it. Dang she apparently, she came in with this jewelry and she had, uh, stole it from her mom, but then she told everyone that I had gave it to her. And I mean, it's like diamonds and stuff. And then she was telling the teachers and the teachers like, how's this fifth grade boy buying these diamonds? And then we all, we all ended up getting in big trouble because she stole it from her mom. And I, I went along with it. So I got told for life too (laughs) (laughs) that's great (laughs) i can't you know i I guess anything that rach and and ariel have gotten me has been great but i i I guess i just don't remember i don't know i don't even know what i've given in the past i i kind of i'm like nate like you know the i agree like a nice trip a nice dinner that's all you need i don't need anything didn't you buy um rach a new ring a couple years ago for valentine's day probably yeah, a yeah. nice one. Yeah, yeah you forgot. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that ring. It was blingy. Yeah, well, that's why that's how I roll. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Mm-hmm. You don't forget that. It's no. not normally something that's forgettable. Yeah, but that's just a piece of jewelry, like you know. But the, you bragged about how much you paid for it. No, I never brag about how much I paid. You for didn't things. put the exact price, but you let us know that you paid a pretty penny for it. Well, there must have been in in context because I, I'm not a bragger about money. Yeah, but for this ring, you did because it's, she asked you for it and you didn't particularly want to buy it, but you ended up buying it anyway. Oh, no, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the ring that she wants. I never bought her that ring. That I ring, thought you bought it. No, I can't afford that <laughs> ring. I know exactly. I thought you bought it. Trust me. I know what ring you're talking about because <laughs> she reminds me about it every Valentine's Day. 
Oh, okay. I, now, I got that wrong. I could have swore you bought that ring. I want to write down <laughs> how much that ring costs. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay, bro. And, <laughs> and she wants it because she thinks, she, she tells oh. me that it's time to upgrade the ring that I got her when I proposed. Sheesh. And I haven't had this conversation with her yet, but I actually am offended by that. You are rolling in the dough, huh? If she thinks that you can afford that. You think I can afford that? She thinks you can. So you're not telling us something here. Women be crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's something you, you're holding back over here. No, oh, I'm, I'm not. No, 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 no. She's delusional. <laughs> She's something wrong with her, not me. I'm the sane one because I haven't bought it. <laughs> I'd be paying on this till I die. Sheesh. This is like a hospital bill for an amputee. I mean, this is like chemotherapy. I mean, this for is, real. This is obscene. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to spend that much money on jewelry. I don't ugh. care if I had millions of dollars. I couldn't. I couldn't buy a piece of jewelry for Dang, that. That's she absurd. High baby. Yes, she does. So she reminds me, she like every Valentine's Day, you know, it's like, hey, you know, we um, upgrade my ring and that's what you're supposed to do, especially after 10 years and this and this and that. And that might be a thing, but I custom designed that ring. I mean, I didn't make it. I wasn't in the workshop making it, but, you know. My, yeah, but you get to go on and say what you wanted to be, the bands, the diamonds, the yeah, cut. You did all that. I did all that. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, good. It took, I mean, it took a minute to do it, you know, and the, the jeweler, this guy, Frank, who was in Baldwin Park when back in Orlando, is the guy that I worked with on this and, and his jeweler there. So, like, that ring is, I mean, okay, it might not be the biggest ring or whatever and blah, 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 but it's a nice ring, and I made it. And then she, yeah. she wants this. What a. Yeah. You <laughs> I mean upgrade your ring? What is it? Diamond what expire? Come on. Like. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get her set her. I know, really, right? Maybe you should have a talk with her, slap some sense into her. You can get away with I that. I want to talk to her and see what, what I don't know. I want to talk to that young man and. <laughs> Like Shawshank. <laughs> I want to go back and talk to that young man. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Why are you acting like this, you fool? <laughs> All right, Nate, you ready? Happy yes, val- By the way, happy Valentine's Day, happy everybody. Valentine's Tomorrow's uh, top three episode will be Valentine's Day kind of related. So you'll have a, a playlist that you can play and listen to and blah, blah, blah. All right. And tomorrow's uh, Steak and Blowjob Day. Uh, is it National BJ Day or something? Yeah, the day after Valentine's Day, I think, is like National Steak and BJ Day. So Wednesday's National BJ Day. Yeah, I got I got to double check, but I believe so. Okay, remember that, Brandon. All right. Yeah. He's like, all right. I don't know why, though. Do you participate in that? Day? I like steaks, Nikki, and blowjob. <laughs> which one? Do you, which one's first? Uh, both at the same time. Get a nice medium rare steak. <laughs> Well, he cuts a hole in the steak, and then, you know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's March 14th. It's exactly a month after. Oh, well, see, there you go. So you, you, Brandon's like, there's this horse that's in the backyard that, <laughs> his name's Steak. <laughs> <laughs> there's a donkey with the sexiest ass. All right, here we go. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. Da, 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 da. All right, Nate, go ahead. 
a Mexico moment with Nate brought to you by inspect all pest services and inspect all pest services provides high quality termite pest and wildlife control, but that's not all they do. Inspect all can take care of your insulation, pressure washing, gutter maintenance, and other home services in Metro Atlanta and the surrounding region. And now mention the BS and you get 10% off. You can reach them at 770-483-2420. It's 770-483-2420. All right. What do you got? Yeah. So, um, well, the, you know, I'm here, still here at the Super Bowl, or I mean, you know, in Phoenix, it's over. Um, but we, uh, let's see, it was me and my buddy Justin that I'm staying with, and uh, and my buddy Juan that I met. Uh, he's on my team at the Super Bowl halftime show. And so we went to, uh, we wanted to do some of the activities that they have going on, you know, because when it was in Atlanta, they had, the, you know, the concerts and all the different, was it the Super Bowl fan experience and all those things, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, so they have this, and I don't remember this in Atlanta, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but it's um, it's the Super Bowl opening night, and uh, they had it at this arena. Actually, it's the arena where the Phoenix Suns play, um, and you, I didn't really know what to expect. It just said it was like the first time um, both teams make an appearance in front of, you know, the crowd or the media or whatever. And uh, it was only like 20 bucks. So we were like, yeah, why not? You know, it's cheaper than most of those concerts and everything down there. And we'll go check it out. Just the opening night of the Super Bowl. So we go and we, we pay to get in and, um, and it's just, it's, you know, general admission everywhere. So it's like the Phoenix Suns arena, but you can sit basically anywhere that there is a seat. Um, so we just go up to the nosebleeds at first, just to kind of get like an aerial view of what's going on. And, uh, and they, they bring the, the Eagles out first. And it was kind of weird. They had this raised stage that kind of looked like a a boxing ring. (laughs) Like they had like ropes and stuff all around it. And, uh, and all the players come out and they just do this kind of little parade and they're all taking videos and everybody's cheering and and whatnot. And then they go and they have these, these little stations and they all, uh, they have up on the screen like them and like Brady Bunch looking boxes, and so different out or I don't know who is hosting it or different outlets are interviewing these guys. So you can actually download the app and listen to any of the interviews that are happening um, with all the team members. So That's it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And um, so they did that and they just got an hour. So there was like a big clock that counted down from 60 down to zero. And then they brought out the the Chiefs and they did the same thing. And um, it's kind of like a fan experience but then also to be on the floor you had to be media um that was kind of like more vip i guess so anyway so um so we go up to the nosebleeds and we're sitting there and uh and we're like okay this is pretty cool yo let's see if we can get a little bit closer so we go down to kind of that mid-level tier and um we're, we go out and there's like kind of the the guard that stands there that guards those little tunnels um, for like kind of the seating person. And we look around and there's nothing really available, but there's these two rows that are completely empty. And it's one of those media rows where it's it's kind of like there's a counter and they have like a Wi-Fi hookup and like a, a power strip and stuff. So like like media people are going to come in there and sit there and have their laptops or whatever. Um, we're around and this guy just goes, hey, you can sit in this row. I mean, they'll probably kick you out in about 10 minutes, but, you know, at least you got 10 minutes in there. We're like, all right, okay. So we sit down, and there's two rows. We sit in the second row, and it's me, Justin, and Juan, and we're just chilling there. And the the guy, like the 
the, the seating guy looks over and we kind of make eye contact for a second, but then we just uh, look straight forward and we don't say anything. And we're all just like, just act like you're supposed to be here. Just act normal. And um, he doesn't say anything to us. And then these other people come and sit in the row right in front of us. The dude comes over. I think he said what the dude comes over comes and yells over and yells at them. Yep. Okay. Now he's frozen. Now he's gone. Now we'll never know the end of the story. <laughs> We'll never know the end of the Nate sneaking in the second to front row seat story at the Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl, and I'm sure it was exciting. How does he have? How does he have worse internet in Arizona? Oh, there he is. He's back. Okay, you back? Yeah, yeah. Where did I where did I drop off? The guy is coming at you because somebody sat in front of you, and he's running at you. Yeah. So we're like, fuck. The you know the jigs up. We're screwed. And he goes to the people in front of us and yells at them and tells them to leave, but doesn't say a word to us. So we're like, oh, shit, how do we get away with this? And so we're like, all right, you know, let's we're trying to wait till the Chiefs came out, at least. So we're like, if we can just watch some of the Chiefs, that'd be cool. And then the whole like somebody comes with like six kids and sits in the row in our same row, but down on the other side. He comes across and yells at all of them and tells them to leave. And we're like, what the fuck is going on here? And, and so it, it kept on happening for like like 45 minutes. People come and sit in this row with us or the one in front of us. And this guy keeps kicking them out. And we just like uh, when the dude would come over, Justin has two phones. So he's like, acting like he's on those. And then I'm uh, I'm just looking straight forward, looking real straight face like I'm paying attention to something. And then there was this little piece of paper that said, um, it was like Phoenix Suns radio, and then below it had the Wi-Fi password. Juan cuts it up and tapes it to his shirt, so it looks like he has like a uh, like a name tag. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're sitting there, and uh, finally, some like actual security guard came and and booted everyone else out, and then came over and told us to leave. And while we're walking out, the guy that was um, the seating guy, um, my buddy Justin goes, "Hey man, thanks." And he goes. No problem. You guys are being cool. So, so we got kicked out of there and we're like, let's see if we can get a little bit closer. So we go down and we're like, let's just go to a different section. So we go to a different section and the lady won't even let us come in. She go and this guy had just walked out and this, the lady's like, nope, all the seats are taken. And then we're like, all right. So we turn around and the guy goes, that's a lie. She, he's like, I just left and there's two or three seats where I was. And so we turn around and go, that guy said that we could sit in the seats. And she's like, all right. And so we get in like the second row and we go and sit there in the second row. It's me, Justin Juan. And, and there's a giant bucket of popcorn, like almost full sitting there. And, um, right when we're about to sit down, we're like, is anybody sitting here? And this lady's like, well, there's popcorn there. Obviously someone's sitting there. And the guy that's like right next to it goes, no, there's nobody here. They left. And we're like, okay, cool. So we sit down and I was, and Juan um, was behind us and he sits down next to me. I was like, Hey man, I got you some popcorn. And he just starts eating the popcorn. So, <laughs> so we just start munching down on this popcorn. Cause it was like $17 there. So me and Juan are just eating the stranger's popcorn. So it was a good night. Let's, 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 let's end this. Let's talk to our guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Winter is here, and we know what that means. Rodents are looking for a nice, comfy place to call their home. Nothing better than a nice, warm attic or crawl space, possibly yours. Do you know that rodents can cost thousands of dollars in repairs or even worse? Squirrels are the number one issue 
with house fires in the attic due to them constantly chewing on the wires, not to mention the diseases that they carry. Well, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. They do full or partial exclusions to help get rid and prevent rodents from invading your home. Whether it's squirrels, rats, opossums, or bats, they got you covered. Fully licensed and insured, Inspect All Pest Services is a company you can trust to take care of all your rodent needs inspectallservices.com make sure you mention the bs and receive 10 percent off your exclusion work year-round exclusions one year of rodent trapping included with annual renewal rodent letters trap set and attics and crawl spaces free inspections inspectallpestservices.com taxes that's as real as real can get right you can't fake it they're here they come every year right now they're here they're right in your face you're going who's going to do my taxes last year that guy in the strip shopping plaza you know just didn't cut it never got that check that i was supposed to get well i'm going to send you to the best in the business that's alliance tax solutions and you do that by going to their website www.keepmy.money keep my money. They want you to keep your money. We're talking tax resolution, tax planning, tax preparation, bookkeeping. If you're a small business like me, having somebody keep your books, that is way cool, right? Keep my dot money, Alliance Tax Solutions. Uh, Georgia based face-to-face tax resolution firm, 25 years combined experience and have resolved millions of back tax debt for their clients. That could be you. You got issues. Don't try to do it yourself. Trust me. You don't want to do it yourself. You want to go to pros like Alliance Tax Solutions. Keep my dot money. Fellas, feeling lethargic, just kind of, right? Confidence isn't where it used to be. Well, that's probably because you have low testosterone. Testosterone maintenance is huge. Many guys, especially over the age of 40, are doing it right? Including yours truly. Go to Nuberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs. You hear Diane Spiva, the nurse practitioner on the podcast all the time. It has been a game changer for me and many other two percenters that have taken advantage of the offer that they give to us. $149 for the combine. What that does is you got to shave out about an hour and a half of your time, but you go in there, they draw your blood, and it's the first part of your journey to becoming a better and totally different, more positive person. Menswellnessleague.com. I'm going to tell you this, though. They do everything. Testosterone maintenance, medical weight loss, PRP therapy for your hair. They'll do it all for you, right? but they're not going to put the work in. You've got to put the work in. No excuses. Menswellnessleague.com. Schedule that call today and take advantage of the deal. All right, full disclosure. Yes, Rachel Guy, Rachel the Realtor Guy is my wife. On top of that, she's one of the best realtors in Atlanta. Uh, She's, well, not just Atlanta and the whole state of Georgia. I see her all the time driving all over the place for a lot of you two percenters, which I'm totally cool with because she's finding you, some of you, your first house, some of you, your second house, whatever it may be. Everybody's happy when they use my wife to find a house. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker. So if you're looking to buy or sell, just give her a buzz. Her name is Rachel Guy, and she's your guy. See what we did there? 404-797-4600. That's her private number. Don't get weird on her. Don't get weird on me. 404-797-4600. You want stress-free buying and selling in a really crazy market. So get a hold of her also by email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. And back to you, Jason. <laughs> All 
I never seen Manny Aurora, the mad dog from Aurora Law Firm, roll up to the Golden Scissors studio on such a sweet ride. Got this little fast zoomer thing, pulls into the garage, or I mean the parking lot, or driveway, and then he gets out and he's dressed like a sharp-dressed man, as ZZ Top would say. Getting ready to go into court and kick some ass, I bet. That's true. You told me to get pretty the last couple of times. I wore sweat clothes and you were not impressed. <laughs> so that that's what you have to do to come to my basement. You have to, if you're a guest, you have to dress up. That's that's the rule. Uh, I'm assuming you are going to court. I am going to court, federal court, unfortunately, this morning to take a little bit of a beating. So you know you're going to get a beating. Yeah, experience tells you what's going to happen with some of the issues and the judge and all that. So oh no, you prepare for it. You get the client prepared for it, and um, you know then you hope for the best. So you go to the client and say, "Look, we're going to lose tomorrow. We're going to take some lumps tomorrow." Yes. Uh, you don't say lose. You don't use that word. Well, it's not really losing. It's discretionary is what the judge is going to do. But um, I don't expect to prevail and walk out of there a free person with my client. Okay. So what's the what's the case? The case. <sighs> involves a little bit of um, bribery with the federal agencies and things <clears throat> mm-hmm. to get contracts for military, um, military exercises contracts. we've got going overseas. I guess that's what you call it. But Like the black, was it Blackwater stuff? It's not Blackwater. It's more simple than that. But it's just like when Dick Cheney and all those folks, you know, were paying $8, getting $8 a bottle of water and all those kinds of crazy things yeah. with their contract, whereas you could get the water for like a dollar if you actually sure. bought it from locally. Nobody else gets indicted except our people get indicted. It's just always a small fish that catch it. Yeah, and this is a small fish. It's a relatively small fish. But this would be, is this guy ex-military? Um, they're contracted with the mm-hmm. military, so they have um, connections. And mm-hmm. then you can sort of lobby for contracts and you can get with a logistics officer and you know, grease a couple of pockets and make things happen. Yeah, that whole world is real dirty. You know, I mean, I, I've known a few different people that have worked for those contractors. Right. And uh, especially right after, you know, we took down Saddam's castle and all that stuff. Like, I got a uh, old old friend of mine. I haven't talked to him in years. He was in there, like, literally the day of. Yeah. And we were, it looked, like, it looked like Braveheart. Everybody's, you know, scavenging and just taking stuff and going through. And, and you know, the stories that you'd hear about <clears throat> stuff being buried in the desert, it's true on both sides. Like, they buried it so they could hide it and right. come back later. And we buried it to hide it. So nobody would see us come home with it. So, so I guess everybody at one time is going to go back out there and dig it all up. Uh, but all that was real. But the money that they were making because of the money that they were given, which was money reallocated from somewhere else, is nuts. Yeah, it's all taxpayer money. <clears throat> and I guess if you want to start a war, you get the contracts and people gouge the hell out of you. That's why war is such a great business. Yeah, it is great business. That's phenomenal. So, so your guy's guilty of what? Taking bribes? Giving. Giving bribes? Yes. Meaning, hey, I'll rub your back if you give me a pistol. Something like that. Okay. It's gotcha. actually getting the <laughs> contracts for the government so you can make a huge profit. Gotcha. Okay. Getting the contracts is very competitive, as you can see, because it's super lucrative because we're overpaying so much for the most simple items there. Is this kind of like, a, would this be considered a <clears throat> excuse me, a white-collar crime? Yeah, because there's no drugs or weapons. And, right. Yeah, so I would consider it white-collar crime. So so what did you tell your client? You said, look, dude, you're, there's, you're done. You're, you, they got you. Well, it started off relatively well, but when they start flipping everybody on the governmental side, um, 
there's only so much you can do. You know, if one or two people say you did it, maybe you can attack credibility. There may be some issues, but the paper trail and all those kinds of things, it, it kind of adds up to be a little too much. Was this guy kind of a dummy? He didn't really do a good job of covering his ass? I don't think you have to be a dummy. I mean, if people are going to flip on you, they're going to flip on you no matter what you do, and then they can walk the government through the paper trail. Is he in jail currently? No. No. So, so he's getting ready to go to jail. Well, today you get sentenced, but um, you still get to go home, and you'll get to self-report the jail when the time comes, assuming you get jail time. Uh, how much time do you think he'll get if he gets any? Um, well, he's the federal sentencing's based on a grid. It's a guideline, so you're going to most likely get time unless the judge is feeling extremely generous. Uh-huh. So I'd say a couple of years. A couple of years. Maybe he, a little bit more. This guy's got a family? I mean, everybody has a family, but we make the choices that we make. Yeah. Oh, but, I mean, he's got a wife and kid at home. Um, I don't know if it's a wife, but yeah. yeah. So he's got to go home after today and sit down <clears throat> and start getting all of his stuff in order so he can start going to jail. We've had plenty of time. I mean, <laughs> you could sort of sense it was going. It's not like we tell him at the last minute. I mean, once you go through the case, have hearings and things like that, you sort of know how it's going to go. It, it's like that And then scene, you prepare him. It's like that scene in Fletch. When <laughs> Fletch goes to the doctor and he's trying to get some scoop on Alan Stanwyck, and he's lying to the doctor by saying that he's a member of the club and he's Margaret's nephew and Margaret's husband, his uncle died and he doesn't know. So he's playing, you know, being Chevy Chase and the doctor goes, uh, and Chevy says, yeah, it was just so suddenly, it was so soon. And, and the doctor says, ah, he was dying for years. And then Chevy Chase says, yeah, but I mean, at the time, like when he died, it was so, it was just really soon, right when he died. That's what I'm talking about. The guy knows he's going to jail, but it's it's suddenly at that time when you have to report to jail, that's when it becomes real. Yeah. It's like that Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I don't know if you guys saw it where he was going to get ready to go to prison for drug dealing or something like that. I can't that was Edward Norton. Or Edward Norton. Yeah, 24 hours. really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Makes me feel uncomfortable it's so good. Yeah. Barry Pepper's in that, too. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I just remember that because it really captures the... Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that as well. Yeah, Yeah, it's just you sort of get delusional when it's your time that's coming up and you sort of relitigate everything in your mind that happened and who screwed you over, Mm -hmm. much like in this case, and there you go. Did anybody get this guy's back or did everybody just screw him over? Nobody ever gets anybody's back. This whole thing about, you know, gang members protect each other and people get killed, it's all horseshit. Pardon my language. It's all it's fine. garbage. Um, everybody's everybody's narking on everybody. It's going to be insane. out for themselves when it's going to hit the fan. Absolutely. So this whole loyalty, all that stuff that the government tries to portray. Yep. Most of the gang cases, including the young thug thing, it's all based yep. on snitches. But they'll get up there and say the first rule is you don't snitch and it's a gang code and this and that. I mean, they, that's just they've been watching too many movies and they, you know prey on jurors' minds thinking that's how it is because we've all seen The Godfather and everything else. Nobody snitches. All the cases are based on snitching. What does that have to do with the government? Wouldn't that be for the defendant? That would be the gangs snitching on each other. Well, the government flips the gang members to yeah. come and snitch on each other. That, that's my point. Everybody snitches. There's no court of silence. I think the cops are the only ones that are really good about keeping mum about misconduct. Really? So far, but... You know, if the gang standard is we wear the same colors, we do the same thing, we take the same oath, all that, I guess the cops are a gang. Mm-hmm. You know, football teams are a gang. In Georgia, we're if gang. three black dudes are hanging out together, theoretically they're a gang. I mean, everything's <laughs> gang now. I mean, it's just, right. it's the well, we're gang. The we, way of the world. We, when we do our events, we wear our I colors. I mean, if you wear your BS shirts, yeah. you're a gang. Yeah. We're a gang. We're a yeah. gang. We're a gang. <laughs> Nikki's, gang. Nikki's the leader of the gang. Why am I yeah. the leader? You go by cha- you go by chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> the two P posse. Yeah, yeah. The two P's. The two P posse. 
I'll be uh, I'll be uh, dewdrop. I'll be left P. You'll be left P. <laughs> left P. Nate, you can be uh, senior Ola. And uh, cartel mate and Brandon, Brandon, you can be uh, sweat face. How about that? Sweat. <laughs> I want to be little Peter Pop, little Peter Pop. <laughs> you can be Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton, <laughs> little, little Stapleton, <laughs> little Stapleton. Well, no, that's right. We all got to be lulls, right? So, we'll, yeah, we'll be no, I'm gonna be a young. You, you want to be, oh, you, why you, why you and G, right? Yeah, so you're yeah. young and you can be mad little, dog, little young mad dog, young mad dog. <laughs> 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 I'll be a little, I'll slightly, be a, slightly upset, dog. <laughs> little dewdrop over here, Re- reporting for duty. Whatever I gotta do. All right, Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm. Uh, by the way, good luck with this case. Thank you. Know, you. Doesn't sound like it's fair. You're gonna have a good day, but like, do you take that home, or when you get home, it's like you, you? Oh, you absolutely take it home. I mean, I don't do that many cases per year, and you get to know these people, and it, it, it's hard. What do you do? Like you go home and kill a fish or something? No, I mean, you just learn to deal with it after all these years. I mean, you either start medicating yourself or Alcohol. you go play a lot of tennis. Yeah. You do something. I mean, it personally affects you because most of the people are actually decent people that just do dumb things. I mean, it's just human nature. I agree with that statement. I think that a lot of criminals, most criminals, are good people. They just either get caught up in the wrong scenario or make a bad decision and they just kind of get sucked into it. I really believe that. Right. Well, it'd be a person like you. I mean, you sort of get tempted and you do one thing and it's easy and you do it again for a little while and eventually somebody rats you out. Now, if you were a repeat offender and you've been killing people or something like that. That's a bad person. Uh, yeah, that yeah. could be a bad person. And, you know, you try your hardest for them. and But you don't necessarily always take that one home because it's just been an ongoing pattern. But the overwhelming majority of the people are like guys like you sitting here in the studio or on listening to this thing it's just you make one bad decision or you you know just where you carried away in the moment and there you are where you get sucked into a life that you know you you only had so many options it's hard for you know like i know but what i'm saying is there are people that get sucked into a life because that's the environment that they were brought up in they know no different right right um you know the I bring up this example, uh, you know, Rachel is part of the uh, Atlanta legacy program or whatever it is, where they find houses for people that were born here and they're, they're revitalizing some parts of Atlanta that are historic that have been run by taken over by drug dealers and whorehouses and crime and this and this and that. And there's a group of houses, there's six of them and they're all tear down rebuilds with the exception of one, this guy won't sell. And he rents it out to drug dealers and and whores. I mean, that's a fact. And so I went down there with uh, with Rach to to she was showing a house to somebody, and I drove up and I park in front of this house and they're all out um, on the on the balcony, and I get out and I said uh, I go what's up? They were nicest people, like yeah. the nicest, like you know you 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 people like oh I can't believe you'd go down there. Go, nicest people in the world. Didn't look over my shoulder once. You know, um, now he could have been hustling me. I'm not saying he wasn't, but it was like that guy was nice. He had good, he had good bones. He's just got caught up in some shit, right? Right. You know, and that's just the life he chose. But he was a nice dude, really nice guy. I was going to invite him over for dinner and everything. I'm mean, sure you are. You can make bad choices and be a nice person. I mean, half the murders that happen are just spur of the moment kind of thing. You know, you just kind of lose your temper. Things just get out of hand. It's yeah, look at Nicky. 
Look at Nikki. What does that mean? Oh, you know exactly what that means. A chainsaw. Uh, all right. So let's go back to the AuroraLawFirm.com. That's the website. He's uh, located here in Atlanta, but he practices nationwide. So if you need anything specializing in criminal law, get a hold of Manny Aurora. Uh, the Aurora law firm.com. All right. So the questions that you've given us since Manny's last visit via social media or podcast, the BS.com, we're going to get to here. Uh, also some of the voicemails that you leave on the hotline. You can do that at any time. 404-369-3825. 404. Was it Fox duck, right? Yep. yep. Fox, Fox duck. duck. 404 Fox duck. All right. Here's your first one. I was set up for a drug uh, sale during the pandemic are there any laws at all that could help me since it was a pandemic? It was set up in 2020 uh, by UCs on a controlled sale. It was in the middle of the pandemic. It really is bugging me that the whole world was completely shut down from a global pandemic where everyone lost their jobs and cops were out there trying to buy drugs from people. So I'm wondering, is there any laws that could protect me since it was during the state of an emergency? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Uh, just for the everybody listening, UC means undercover. Um, so that could be an undercover officer posing as this. The only thing you might have is an entrapment defense. And entrapment works in the fact that you're not inclined to commit a crime, but somebody keeps pestering you like, come on, help me out. I know you know somebody that can get me some drugs or something like that. And you call them 10, 12, 15 times. And he finally says, fine, just get off my back. That's entrapment. So that would be the only thing that could help him. But if the guy calls you up once or maybe twice and says, I need something, you say, sure, bring over $1,000. That's not entrapment. And unfortunately, it'll probably be on audio or video because a lot of the video is in their buttons now for the undercovers. Ooh. So it looks like a shirt button or a pin. Um, there's no more you know, wires or any of that stuff that you see from the 70s and 80s movies. It's very technologically advanced. It could be in your phone. It could be in your glasses. It could be wherever. Or they have the mini reel-to-reel, you know, yeah. and then when it falls out, it's just uh, like this. Yeah, it's uh, around your waist. A bunch of tape goes <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> That's a Fletch situation. Uh, an adult tenant assaulted minor children for the second time. What are my rights moving forward with the landlord? A tenant in the park has assaulted a group of children and was arrested. Come to find out he did the same thing last year to another group of children. He was allowed to remain in the park, and the other tenants were not notified of the incident. Now that he has done it again, what are my rights moving forward as one of the children were mine? Was. So when you say assault, they're talking like hit them, I'm guessing, instead of sexual advances or something? I would assume. Um, so if he's been arrested... This other person sounds like they're the tenant, so you go to the landlord and you make a complaint. If the landlord doesn't take adequate measures to protect everybody, you can file suit against the landlord for um, negligence, liability issues as far as that goes because they're supposed to make the area safe when it's known that somebody's you know, going to be committing crimes or they've done it more than once in the past. And you can also sue the person that got arrested for assaulting the kids um, if on behalf of your child, assuming you know there's injuries and things of that nature. So... You can go after the perp, and you can go after the landlord if they don't do anything about it. Is okay. Yes, so, is that in any case, if if something happened prior, and either a nothing was done, or b nothing was told to you that it was done, do you have any ammunition if it were to be done again and say, "Dude, what are you doing?" Like, if you knew about this, right? So it's called foreseeability. So premises liability means if you live somewhere, they're supposed to make it safe, right? Either be your business, strip mall, apartment complex, what have you. So if the person knew about it, whether they told you or not that they knew about it, it doesn't really matter. It's what 
steps did they take to try to fix that problem so it doesn't happen again? Mm. And if they didn't do anything, ignored it, then you have a really good cause of action. Yeah. The first time, if it's a one-off, it's probably going to be very hard to sue them because there's no way you could predict that somebody would do something. Now, if you live in a neighborhood where it's surrounded by violence and all that kind of stuff, you should have adequate security or... Um, if they did a background check, which they'd normally do now on people that they lent lease apartments to, you should know that something's up. So depending on the person's background and what the landlord did, you may or may not have a claim. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Because what was the, it was an apartment complex. Was it, was it your brother-in-law, Nate, that they, they, there was an incident before, before he got shot? His brother-in-law got shot a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember. Well, yeah. I did not know that. And he's alive. But it was a it was a, 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 bur- a robbery, right? Or they broke yeah, in or home invasion. Yeah, it was a home invasion, and they're stealing his stuff, and they shot him, and they left him for dead. He survived. But what is it? Was it your story that I'm thinking of? That like just prior, these guys did something similar in the apartment complex, or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly, but I think maybe what we've discussed before is like if you can get out of your lease, if there's like a reasonable fear of your for your safety or something like that. Is that what you're getting at? No, I I, I just I, I thought that it was your situation that it's the same guys that did something prior and they didn't do something. They didn't fix the cameras, which drive me insane. Right. So if a crime like that has happened, now everybody's on notice and they're supposed to take some measures right you can hire a security company just to patrol around you make sure your cameras are working your gates are working if not you really open yourself up to a lot of liability so hopefully if that's the case nate's brother-in-law should have really gone after him did he did he go after him did he sue him um yeah i think maybe what you're thinking of like they they had cameras but they weren't working or something like that i'm probably um, getting all my stories mixed up knowing yeah me. yeah we've heard so many of them i know <laughs> so did he did he get any money out of this no no he didn't even try to sue him. I don't think he could, or, or I don't know. I, I can't remember the details. You know, it was a few years ago, but oh. yeah, I'll, I'll ask him. I'll get an update. Is there a statute of limitations? Uh, typically, it's two years on most civil claims, but there's exceptions. Oh, well, it's been over two years, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, so maybe this is an exception. Oh, my God, I would have sued that whatever out of him. Try to get, I need to get some kind of compensation for the bullets in my, the, the holes in my body. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, let's get to your first voicemail here. It's from Manny. Hey, my name is Andre uh, out of Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, I'm calling to uh, talk about uh, my court cases I'm fighting. Uh, so on one of my cases, I got charged with my own firearm because I had a warrant, two warrants that I didn't know about, never got notified about. Uh, so pretty much they charged me with uh, carrying a firearm not allowed to possess or control manufacturer something like that so i think that's what they say uh just want to know what's the outcome of me beating that case even with me having them warrant them cases got thrown out so i'm just fighting that one charge when they actually found out that i had warrants and they took me down to the county thank you <laughs> you're welcome all right so i mean obviously i'm not 100 percent on pittsburgh or pennsylvania law i've done a few cases up there but it's not illegal to have a gun if you have a warrant because you generally don't know you have a warrant because otherwise you'd run away or, you know, do whatever. That's why warrants are sealed or they're not publicized if the cops are coming to get you. Mm-hmm. So unless he has a prior conviction, he can very well own that gun. Now, the second thing he said that's troubling is manufacture, control, whatever. That's usually language for drug possession. Um, you can't have a weapon near drugs, especially if it's a non 
you know, prescription kind of thing, if it's, you know, marijuana or cocaine or something like that. So if there were drugs found with that gun, then he could be charged with possession during the commission of a felony, which would be the drug possession. But otherwise, it is 100% A-OK to have a weapon if there's warrants pending against you because you wouldn't know. The only times you can't have a weapon is if you're out on bond for a case or if you have a prior record. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go, Mr. Pennsylvania. Uh, backstory. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Can I sue for wrongful arrest if charges were dropped? No le contest, I believe is the term. Backstory. I called the cops about a man threatening me with a gun in Rockmart, Georgia. I waited outside in my friend's car. The police approached me and instantly... The male officer began harassing me and charged me with DUI and took me to jail. They dropped the charges after viewing the body cam because it didn't prove me to be drunk and the police officer shouldn't have arrested me when I was the victim who called about a gun. I want to know if I can sue with a capital S, like a name. All right, so (laughs) the first line that you read said, like, no contest or something like that? Can I sue for wrongful arrest if charges were dropped? No le contest, I believe, is the term. I don't believe okay, well, that is There's the term. no lo contendere, but that means you're pleading to something. Not guilty, but just saying I'm pleading no contest. That's what no lo contendere means. So that is a little confusing if he got charged with something. I think he's confused with the term. I don't think no le contest is a term. All right, so if the cop arrests sure. you during an ongoing situation where there's an investigation or detains you for a little while... The cops have immunity. It's called qualified immunity as long as they're acting reasonably within the scope of their duties. And he's going to say, well, I didn't know who did what. This is just what we'd heard, so I just wanted to make the place safe, arrested him. And 99.9% of the time, they'll be fine. But if there's something you can show that the cop acted with deliberate indifference or did something incredibly reckless, then you may have a claim against the officer and maybe the police department. Suing the officers of little value because they're not going to have any money for you to get. So mm-hmm. it is a very uphill battle, and they call it a U.S. 1983 violation. It's a civil rights violation for a false arrest and those kinds of things. But it's very, very hard to have success, and you have to show really bad misconduct on the part of the police, like you see on the TV where they're beating people and you know killing people, stuff like that. It has to be at the. It's kind of like trying to get um, malpractice money. It's got to be. It's you almost hard. have to die or lose a limb. It's got to be pretty bad yeah. and show up. But um, yeah, something like this where it's an ongoing thing and they figured we don't know who said what. I mean, everybody says whatever, right? They don't have to necessarily believe you. So if they took him to jail and you spent a night, yeah, it's really bad, but you may not have much recourse. Remember that old guy, Nate, in Orlando across from the gay club, got in a fight with a cop and the cop was just asking him to get off the premises because he was drunk. He was an older guy. And he just says, look, man, you got to leave. This is private property. They don't want you here. Make it cool. Be be cool about this. And the guy attacks the cop and swings on him. And the cop takes him down, you know, um, and then ends up breaking this guy's hip or something. And the guy's the guy went after the police department, tried to sue him. And I made a big deal about it. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It's like, you can't sue the cop when you actually tried to fight him. Like your dumbass was drunk, trespassing, didn't, didn't uh, take direction. And you're complaining that you can't do that. You remember that story? Yeah, I picture like the old guy on uh, the wedding singer. Yeah, it's that, like in the bar, and he's trying to fight. Him and he, I used to be much stronger. The Scooby Doo old guy. <laughs> if it wasn't for those meddling kids, and the argument, I think Bull was was furious with me. He's like, "Cop doesn't have to act like that. He's an old guy." You know, I'm like, "What does you can't well, you can't you can't decide on how you're going to handle something based off of 
Well, you have to yeah, visualize a threat. It, it, if he just pulled out his gun and shot him, that would be a no, bit he, much. He, pun- he went to punch him, and he didn't have a weapon on him, if memory serves. I don't think he did. But he went to punch him, and all the cop did was, is he? it was by procedure, by the book. He like went behind him, took him down, and then took him down to the, the concrete. But when he did that, he broke a hip. I mean, you know, That's, shit happens. Yeah, but, but he like he body slammed him on the ground. That's why he broke he broke his hip and maybe his arm or something. But yeah, I mean, you shouldn't obviously if you try to fight somebody, you kind of get what you deserve. But also, if if it's a kid, you know, like you see the resource officers taking down a kid, and they're everybody's like, "Why'd you do it so hard?" You know, you could have, you know, whatever. Even if they're fighting back, you're like, you should know their strength. So that was like kind of the argument. Isn't but is there an easy way to take somebody down? Think about this if you're in a bar fight and somebody were to swing on you and they're 80 years old they're 17 years old they're 15 years old they're 12 years old whatever the case may be are you really going to take into consideration how hard you are protecting yourself like to slam them down or to avoid the punch nobody is I mean, these kids now that are 15 and 17, Look like they're, they're bigger than us. Yeah. So I told my daughter not too long ago when she was in trouble for something and she like bowed up like she was going to fight me. I'm like, look, <laughs> this will go down. I will fight you like a grown woman up in here. Decide if this is what you want to do. Shoot. I'd love to see that. These kids too big. Yeah, they I'm are. I'm not tussling with you. And, they, and, they're, and they're arrogant because they, they know, like, when we were growing up, <laughs> We, we didn't pull the, I'm not 18 yet. We, we just were like, well, I don't want to get in trouble because they're going to be grounded forever. And Your dad right. could be three feet tall and you still be scared of him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. It's like, I'm 17 still. You can't touch me. <laughs> Bastards. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, the Superior Court in Harris County, Georgia has adjourned my daughter's court case six times. What's the limit? They just kept... They just keep telling uh, her to come back and giving new court dates. But when we show up, they don't do anything. This has happened six times. This indictment was over a year ago. We've been in court six times. During these times, six, by the way, the judge called in sick. The lawyer was on vacation or they just didn't give us a reason at all. Isn't there a limit on how many times uh, they can do this? Are we supposed to continue attending court dates Every two to three months, just to get told to come back again and again, is extremely frustrating because we travel from another town to get to these court dates. Well, hopefully they're doing Zoom court for straightforward proceedings like most of the counties are to make it more efficient, but they can have you come 800 times if they want to. I would take it up. You know, with your lawyer, your lawyer should be explaining to you why there's resets. I mean, one sounded like your lawyer was on vacation. People get sick. It happens. But a lot of times people are asking for continuances. Um, But your lawyer should be able to explain to you why, as far as that goes. That's really the best advice. Talk to the lawyer. You're indicted, so it's a felony. And, um, yeah, there's no limit to how many times you can come back. Okay, so they're they're just they're the the will of the court. They just got to keep doing what the court asks well, them. It's to not do. even necessarily the will of the court. I mean, your lawyer could be asking for extensions, or there could be a discovery fight. There could be you know whatever. But yes, you can as long as the judge says come back. Please, for God's sakes, go back. Mm-hmm. You may just want to ask if you can do it by Zoom, so you don't have to keep traveling back. Like I said, a lot of the counties let you do Zoom things for simple. I court went matters. to court a few weeks ago, and they don't even let you come in there no more. I had to sit out in the hallway, and I was pissed. Uh, I would be too, but I mean, it's different, but thankfully like Fulton Dick have a lot of the places are just doing zoom things. Unless it's a real big evidentiary issue. They'll just let you do the generic court dates. You finally get picked up on that mewling situation. 
No, no, no. Oh. I went to court with with my friend. I was telling you guys about who has the whole U-Haul thing going on right now, and she sent me some paperwork the other day. Cause hold on, wait, what? Recap, because I forget. So remember, I don't know the whole story because I don't, I didn't, I didn't get the whole story. But her and her friend were moving, had a U-Haul. The the U-Haul hit the car, mm. and then someone. I guess her friend filed a claim with U-Haul for damages to the car, even though they're the one who did it. Oh. So they were arrested. Now I found out for insurance fraud. Yeah. So your friend. Yeah. Yeah. And so now they sent her paperwork for a pre-trial diversion program. Right. What yes. does that mean? That means you do some counseling once a week for like, 12 or 13 weeks, and they'll dismiss the charges and expunge your record. Oh, oh nice. so she should do that then. I mean, if you're guilty, then yeah, absolutely, because that's a great deal. <laughs> it'll, take, it'll take everything off your record, and you don't have to go back to court. You just fill out some paperwork. Yeah, this is what you they send her, like this paperwork right and here. And yeah, then she got to pay in. a lot of money. Oh, it's like 900 bucks or something like that usually. But, hey, it's a lot cheaper than a lawyer and going to court and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so just tell her to fill out this paperwork. Yeah, as long as you get approved, you usually do like a video therapy or they give you counseling for don't oh so she counseling. has to still get approved to do it even after she fill out the application yeah you have to get approved oh. but you will because there's no violence or gun and it's probably not like her sixth offense this is her first yeah so she'll get approved and that's why the prosecutor's office offered it okay and it's a lot cheaper and it's easier you pay like 900 bucks for the quote-unquote counseling yeah so and then you're done once it's over you get a nice little certificate and then they wipe it off your record you're oh. a good friend going to court though i gotta tell you i know and but I'm going to tell you, I went to court because I was trying to understand what was going on because the story she told me didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. It sounds but like it's being nosy. <laughs> I wasn't being nosy. I, I was agree. being inquisitive. How am I going to ask you questions, Manny, if I don't know what's going on? You should have your friend tell you the truth. You should have your friend come oh. in here. Let Manny grill her. And then don't have her identify herself. <laughs> just say, a friend I know does this. It's not for me. Uh, all right, here's second voicemail. Again, you can leave a voicemail question for Manny, 404-FOX-DUCK, 404-369-3825. Um, hi, this is Demetra. I have a legal question about um, child support rights. I was just wondering, um, once you already put on child support, what rights do you have as an individual um, to see your child after you're already paying child support? Um, thank you. Have a good day. I don't understand. Um, does, I guess it means she's paying child support. I think as so. The mom. Well, the child support's one thing. If it's in the state of Georgia, it, it's all based on a grid, sort of like what we talked about earlier with the federal sentences. But for child support, you look at what the mom makes, what the dad makes, and how many kids there are, those kinds of things. And it's like a little number that pops up on the chart, and that's what you're supposed to pay. And you split it depending on who's got custody of the kids. Just because you're paying child support doesn't mean you have to write to see the kids. Mm -hmm. That's something that's going to be ordered. Like we have joint custody, you get weekends, you get three days a week, you know, whatever. So child support and actual custody or visitation are separate things. And so she should read her um, either a divorce decree or, you know. Child support case paperwork. I'm going to be probably calling you soon, Manny, because I'm getting ready to feel like I might need your help. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but that's are you finally it. getting child support? <laughs> I, I I get child support. He just doesn't pay it um, all the time. <laughs> right. If you don't pay it, you file a claim, and then they go to jail. 
until they do. Or you can set it up to where he has to pay it into the child support office and they forge you the money from there to make it a little easier. So we know the father of your kid. Of course I know the oh, father of I didn't my know kid. We knew, I didn't know we knew the... Would you think I fell asleep and woke up pregnant? <laughs> well, I know, but I... It happens. It, it's, it's, <laughs> I, mean, it's, I know it's, the, the father of my child. We, we have a show on TLC. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've never talked about pregnant. the father... Yeah. <laughs> 16 and woke up pregnant. We've never talked about the father of your child, and your child doesn't like you, so I just assume that you stole her. Okay, she loves me, and I don't talk about him because I don't give him TV time. He's not relevant. Okay, well... I'd love to have a conversation. Is he? Does he live here in town? He does. Yeah. So she hasn't you, seen him in a year and a half. Do we still talk to him? No. Nope. You, you know. You, I don't. Are you friends with him on Facebook? No. No. He blocked me. He blocked you. Do you yeah. know what he? But does? But he secretly follows me. It's crazy. What well, do you know? What he does? Like, is yeah. he? What is he? A drug dealer? He owns a, a AC company. Really? I've always needed a good AC company. Good for you. It won't be him. <laughs> <laughs> Is he good at his job? <laughs> I guess so. Business? I've never hired him. I don't know. There's a difference between business and personal. How much are you getting right now from uh, child support? He's supposed to pay me $500 a month. And how much do you get? Oh, he just doesn't pay that. Yeah, he doesn't always pay. He's like $2,000-something behind right now. Oh, man, are you going to get him? Well, you're not a child support attorney. I'm not a child support guy, but I got people. But usually That's people not what I'm going to need your help with. I'm going to talk to you about it off air. It's the murder. <laughs> <laughs> What she meant to say yeah, is he yeah. used to own an AC company. <laughs> yeah, he blocked you. <laughs> he blocked me and I shot him. <laughs> Look at Jason over here. Your daughter hates you. I mean, just because they got in a fight, it happens with everybody. No, oh, no, Who hasn't no, threatened no. to kick their kid out of the house? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Everybody no. threatens to kick their kid you're, out of the house at some point. You're new to this conversation. They, this goes back to December. There's a whole backstory behind why her daughter doesn't like her. And because right, I didn't put up a Christmas tree is and, what he's saying. And right, for you, man. This and, commercial Christmas yeah. bullshit. And rightfully Thank so. You, I, and the reason now, I, if I would have known the reason why she didn't put up the Christmas tree, I wouldn't have said all those things. But now I know she didn't have the money because TTA paying child support. <laughs> If TT would have just thrown in a few bones, we could have got ourselves a nice artificial. <laughs> and, and, and little D could have had herself a nice Christmas like the rest of us. <laughs> Fucking little TT. Asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's more to the story, man. It's, right. it's, it's, no, it's not. Man. That's <laughs> a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Thank God Jason and Rachel were around to provide a Christmas for Nikki's daughter. It's <laughs> your good community service for the year. Uh, all right, here's the last one. My ex-boyfriend was charged with aggravated assault and family battery. I'm the victim. We have a lease on a house together and, of course, live together. We are working on our problems together to make it work. Well, last Sunday, he decided to put his hands on me again and was arrested. The judge denied bond since he was already on bond for the first case going to trial still. So he sits in Henry County Jail until next court date. What is going to happen? He, of course, has an attorney. I'm working on getting out of the lease, getting a TPO order. I was uh, ready. I was reading he can possibly not come out and get five years. I don't know what his new charges are since he is waiting on a court date in jail. I'm sure there will be the same charges. I'm just curious what's going to happen in this case. All right, so aggravated assault carries a 1 to 20-year offense, but if there's some type of family violence kind of thing that changes the dynamic, so 
um, whatever the people are telling you, don't worry about the sentence as far as that goes. Also, as far as a TPO since he's in jail, you don't need one at this point. If he does get bail at some point, the bail will have on there no contact with victims. So the TPO becomes redundant. So you don't want to waste money with a lawyer to get one of those. And they're a pain in the ass to get. Well, no, they're actually very easy to get. If you go into court by yourself, it's called an ex parte thing. You tell the judge, hey, all these horrible things have happened. They'll usually pencil whip it straight through. And then you'll have a hearing about a month later where they actually look into the merits of the TPO and whether it should go for 12 months, three years, or forever kind of situation. When I tried to get one, it was like jumping through fire. Um, it's really not uh, anymore. I don't know how long ago it was, but I mean, I find it's it's, it's like handing out candy. Um, but in her situation, don't necessarily waste money on the TPO because if he does get bond, almost 100 out of 100 times, there is a no contact order with the victim or witnesses in this. So again, TPO is a little redundant. Mm-hmm. And then she said boyfriend, right? Not husband. Boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. yeah, and then the lease issue, I mean, she can get out of it if there's some provisions in there or talk to your landlord and then, you know, move on with your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anybody got a question for Manny before he goes and loses in court? Um, no. Okay. I believe I'm victoriously challenged today. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> victoriously challenged. <laughs> oh, before oh, Manny goes and gets challenged victoriously, does anybody have a question? Nate, yes. Sir. Uh, do lawyers keep records? Like, like, do you say, oh, man, did you hear about this uh, lawyer over here? He's like 27 and 5. Like, do you keep, like, sports-type records, or does it not matter? Um, it doesn't matter because... The overwhelming majority of the time, if I have a decent case, like I can win this murder case, you'll get a ridiculously good deal. So did you win because you got probation on a murder or did you not? So actual not guilties are hard to come by. And I'm sure the lawyers keep records, but, you know, I wouldn't know who's getting a not guilty in South Georgia or even down the street in Atlanta because, you know, it's just nothing of my concern. And People will put it on their social media, but, hell, I couldn't tell you how many not guilties I've gotten. I figure maybe 18 over my career they're, they're hard to come by because most of the time uh, people will deal uh, if they're reasonable and they see that you have a chance of winning do you want to know if he also has a ws too like the percentage of the gavel hitting this point right when the judge decides that everything is over is 18.4 percent thanks to aws Right, that's right. It's like walking. Is he going to walk to the podium and lose his shit? (laughs) There's 85% chance that that's going to happen. He's going to be victoriously challenged today, thanks to Amazon. AWS. Just let AI just do all of it on both sides and say, what are they going to present? What is it? The new thing that writes the papers for people? Well, so I've been learning about this, this chat GPT. It's free right now. If you want to use it, it's supposed to be remarkable. It is. And then there's now already other software that works in conjunction with the AI software. So they tailor make it to whatever it is you're doing. So um, it's, it's like, this is, I mean, I don't have to tell you it's going to be the next big thing, but it's going to be the next big influx of things that you see on social media, as far as your Instagram ads and your Facebook ads, and probably a lot of bots thrown in there and some scams, but there's like technology that will dumb it down for your company or your business or whatever you do. And there's like a whole list of them. There's all these different pieces of software. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I've seen some lawyers write articles about it where they're having their briefs written by just as a test run. So you feed as many briefs on a case as you can and the facts 
and the darn thing can you know generate motions and things like that. I mean, they're not perfect at this point, but as you train it, it gets better and better and better. What, what if we got to a point where we just, as a country, as a world, our leaders, everybody, if we had a question, we couldn't figure it out because one side can't figure out the other side and the other side can't figure out the other side. We just go right in and chat GBT. Should abortion be legal? And then you type it in there and it comes back. Yes, it should be legal for these reasons. Blah, blah, blah. And the other side, which would I guess be what the right, they have to agree to it because that's what AI said. Can well, you AI imagine would be the if we did that? Of what the right believes in, right? That's the whole thing is, you know, technology and science is all horseshit. And could you imagine them agreeing to a robot telling them we can't do this? Well, <laughs> after they stack the court, there is, this. There, there, there is an argument that uh, we've had some robots under skin in the, in the White House over the years. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway. OK, so um, the Aurora Law Firm dot com, the Aurora Law Firm dot com. That is uh, Manny's website, our hotline, 404-369-3825. Also podcast, the BS dot com for Manny's next visit. Leave all your stuff there. Best of luck being victoriously challenged today. Thank you. Give our best to your client, too, because he's probably going to cry. I will certainly do that, and hopefully I'll get you a new subscriber while he, if he sits in custody. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Bye-bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. PodcastTheBS.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.